Checklist Podcast. What's up, everybody? It is Heavy D, aka Dave Sparks, here along with uh, a couple of good friends of mine, uh, co-hosts of the show. You got uh, DJ Tunican on my right. Yeah. And you got uh, Mr. Muscle Keaton Hoskins on my left. And guys, um, today we want to talk to you about something very important and something that we're going to get right to the point here. Um, Times are tough. All right. We know that times are tough. We know that the world is going through some unprecedented changes. Things are weird. Things are uncomfortable. Things are uh, happening that are out of our control. And I know that many of you, um, many of all of us, are beginning to feel that things are happening to us and that so many things are out of our control that we start to lose... um, you start to lose hope a little bit, I think is the biggest thing. And so to, to what we want to talk about today is the reason why you shouldn't lose hope and the reason why it's very important to keep your chin up. Um, and now everybody says that, right? It's, it's so easy to say, keep your chin up. It'll be fine. Things will get better. Um, easier said than done, right? Especially if you're listening to this and you just lost your job or you're a small business owner who took every ounce of you know savings you ever had and poured it into uh, opening your little company, your little uh, sandwich shop, and then can the we talk frankly? Coronavirus hit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so my business is event based, and for those of you who don't know, it is probably the first uh, industry that was hit the hardest, uh, going from events every weekend, lots of business to zero. Right. Yeah. And not only that, in in my case, <clears throat> you know, in order to get ready for some of these summer events and festivals, we do, I end up spending a lot of money buying gear for the events, right? And now they're not happening and I'm not able to return a lot of the stuff, which was a huge investment. And so it's nothing, it's a weird position because I didn't do anything wrong, right? No, you didn't. It's not like I I made bad decisions and people stopped booking with us. Everybody, all of our customers feel terrible canceling, but that's our current situation, right? So I got to ask you, so because this whole purpose of this quick podcast, because that's what this is going to be, right? Yeah. Um, Is to encourage, um, to bring people up, to help people out. So my first question for somebody like you who's feeling what hopefully some of these listeners are feeling is a little bit of defeat. How do you keep your head up? What do you do to keep going? How do you keep a smile on your face? Uh, tell us your experience. Well, you could either be broke and be happy, or you can be broke and be pissed off and sad and feel bad for yourself, right? But either way, it's your situation. At this point, you know, I'm doing everything I can to change it, but I think my attitude is the only thing I really can control right now. Does that make sense? It's a hundred. So I can be pissed off and frustrated, and you know, barricade myself in my room, or I could realize that nothing's going to change that and then it's not gonna make me feel any better or I can be broken happy, which is how me and my family are choosing to be right now. You know, dude, I love it. I think the biggest thing that at least for this podcast that I want to portray to people that are listening is that, um, things are going to come and go hard times are going to come. Good times are going to come. Um, and essentially you're going to have an ebbs and flow, right. Of, of ups and downs and hards. And, and right now for people like yourself, um, these are hard times. And the bottom line is, is that you get the decision every single day to wake up and to say, this is where I'm at and everything that I'm going to be doing moving forward is my choice. Uh, if I'm going to be broke, I'm going to be happy. Yeah. If I'm going to get kicked, 
I'm going to get back up. If I'm going to get hurt, I'm going to deal with it and I'm going to move forward. But essentially, like we get the opportunity to choose how we take everything, every piece. What we have right? control of. Yeah, it's the only thing that we have control of. And even, you know, when Heavy D started this off, it's like a lot of us are feeling like something is happening to us. And the reality is there are things that are happening and there's things that are going on right now in everybody's life. And the reality of that is that it, most of it is not good stuff, but we still get the opportunity to choose every single day. Well, like, yeah, am I going to be happy? Like, am I going to move forward? I mean, the, times are hard, but the reality is, is you still have this opportunity to say, I'm just going to be happy, dude. Yeah, I'm going right, to move forward. Right along those lines, there's a quote um, that says, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. It's by Charles Swindle. Now think about that for a second. 10% is what happens to you. 90%, meaning everything else, the majority of everything that's happening is how you're responding to it. So um, a good example, Marcus, um, this happened to you, right? This, uh, your events got canceled, things slowed down. Um, and I personally, you know, a good friend from the sidelines was watching as you went through this. I knew that you went from uh, hundred to, to zero. Just to put it into perspective, quick. from what was it, two weeks ago on a Friday, uh, events on the calendar. I had thirty-one thousand dollars on the books till the end of the month. In April it was about fifty thousand dollars, and that's all gone. Yeah, zero. So you zero. lost essentially because eighty thousand dollars over the next two months. He lost one hundred percent of his revenue of his income. Yeah. So it's, it's as if he got laid off, but mm. at the same time he also had way more risk on top of that because he had all his cash tied up in equipment. Yep. So um, I watched on the sidelines as Marcus, you know, didn't go, you didn't go out and complain and say this is bullshit. I'm, you know, my life is this, my life is that. Marcus from two years ago probably would have. Uh, Marcus probably would have gone online and just went on a tirade and, and not made any sense. And True. it wouldn't have done anybody any good. He, you know, you still would have had support from friends and family, but it wouldn't have helped you. Instead, you got resourceful and said, all right, what do I have? I've got a skill set. I've got the ability to record podcasts. And so you put a post up and you said, I'm going to help anybody who wants to report a podcast. You can hire me and I'm the best mixer, best audio guy around. Um, and awesome. Did you, put, you, hold on. Did, did he ask you to share his post? No, no, absolutely not. Did, did no. you ask me to share your post? No. Why did you share his post? Because it was sincere, genuine, and I loved the example that he was setting by being resourceful. 100% same exact thing for me. I, you didn't ask me to share your post. Which I, I saw, appreciate. I saw uh, a friend getting kicked down, and while he was being kicked down, he stood up and said, that's all right, I'm just going to move forward, and this is how I'm going to do it, with no complaining, right. n n no bullshit. And I was like, dude, I'm in. I'm in to help you, you know? And that's, that's, that's why I did that it. That was just the first thing he did. Next thing, uh, he got a hold of me. He's like, hey, man, um, we got what some What was downtime. the first thing I said, though? First thing you said was... I don't want a job. Oh, yeah, exactly. I, I wasn't like getting down on my luck and being no, like, no, no, bro, no, 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 bail no. me out. No, you're, you know, you're being resourceful. What you did, you came to me and presented me with an opportunity that made everybody's lives better, including our listeners, because you know that we've got a very, very, very powerful platform here with the Heavy Checklist, and you know that I'm the type of person where... I get run in a million different directions and it's hard to pin me down and get stuff out of me, which is why you listeners uh, are constantly saying, give us more episodes because I'm just, it, we haven't taken it. Uh, I don't want to say we haven't taken it seriously because we have, we just haven't given it a hundred percent effort yet. Um, and so Marcus came to me and said, Hey, we've really got something here. Um, and this is something that I've wanted to do even before, you know, uh, she hit the fan. Let's take this podcast and ramp it up and really start, you know, creating genuine quality, uh, consistent content. So that's what we're going to do. And Marcus just basically created a huge amount of value out of something that 
we weren't doing anything with. Um, yep. That is the definition of being resourceful. And so now moving forward, Marcus is going to treat the podcast like a full-time job, and he's going to line up guests and a better schedule and um, different formats so that we can give you long uh, podcasts, short podcasts, interviews from um, celebrities and high-performing people all around the world. And that's stuff that, guys, I would love to do. I just I didn't have time to set it up in the past. But now that with Marcus coordinating it, here I am. I can I can show up, do my thing, get back to work, and 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 we'll be able to give you guys quality content delivered regularly, which is going to be a big big deal. Can I tell you the first thing that popped into my mind when all everyone started canceling and kind of everything crumbled? It was something you said on the podcast, and it says that your worst case scenario is never it's really not, that bad. It's not that bad. It's still true. And I told that to my wife. I'm like, you know, Heidi, this is all happening but it's going to be okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and that that played over my mind over and over and over again like, yo, what 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 happens if I lose some cars, you know? Yeah, who cares? I'll, like yeah, like <laughs> like what what what's going to happen? Like my worst your worst case scenario even in the situation that we're in right now is not all that bad. It's yeah. not. Well, it, and that and that bled through in in your post and that's why I that's the way I read it. As I saw somebody that that fell off their horse, or I should say got kicked off their horse. Right in the nuts. And, yeah, and got right back up and was like, all right, I need to find another horse to jump on. Yeah. And that's why I was like, dude, I'll, whatever I can do to help, I'll, I'll repost, I'll help you out. I want to see you succeed. And and I think anybody that's listening to this that has gotten kicked in the dick, however, and- Or the boobs. Or the boobs. <laughs> and has- and has, and Can has, you imagine? <laughs> and has laid there- on the ground and had the choice to either lay there and sulk in it or get up and get back on. Like you need to make the choice to get up and get back on whatever that is. Well, you know what Eleanor Roosevelt said, no one can make you feel in, uh, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. Yes. So I take that and I, I, I take it one step further. No one and no thing can make you feel inferior without your own consent. So no situation can change me the way I feel the recession. Nothing can hit. Nope. Uh, and uh, physically, chemically, scientifically, it cannot change the way that I feel unless I say, okay, this sucks. I'm going to let this affect me. I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to lose this. I'm going to lose that. And then all of a sudden you start, you start letting it in. And of course it's going to affect you. Of course it's going to make you feel inferior. Of course it's, it's going to make your life terrible because you're allowing it to. Um, and I know there may be people listening to this where you're hearing, you, you know, you're agreeing and you're like, you're right. This feels good. And there's also going to be people that are hearing this saying, I don't agree because, you know, I just lost my job or I just lost my car. I just lost my, lost my whatever. I, I realize that um, all of our listeners are at different stages of emotion right now uh, going through all of this. But I just want you to know that this is something that I always, I love this saying. Um, and it's not, it's not a biblical saying, believe it or not. Everybody thinks it is, but it's an actually an old Persian saying, which is, uh, this too shall pass. This too shall pass means a lot of things. Um, at first glance, you think it's just okay, bad times that can get good again. Well, it also means the inverse of that, which is good times can get bad again. So just like we were you know, experiencing record highs in the market two or three months ago and the world was on top and everybody's feeling good, well, guess what? Those times aren't going to be here forever. And we will have times like these. It's, we have good so that we can know what bad is. We have bad so that we can know how good good can be. It's, you have to have both. You have to have both ends of the spectrum. And so guys, be grateful for what we're going through right now because it's teaching us all valuable lessons. Well, um, and like going off of what you're saying, and I think this is really crucial is 
this too shall pass. And if, if you keep that mindset, like when things are really good and you become prideful, yeah. you're probably the same person that gets really angry when things get really bad. Right. And you need to find somewhere that has a, a very good medium balance of saying, just because I'm kicking it, I'm killing it right now, doesn't mean I should ever be prideful. I should always be thankful. And just because I'm getting kicked off my horse right now, doesn't mean that things are going to go to shit because me... I'm the deciding factor in my life. I'm the one that gets to choose. When times are bad, I'm going to bust my ass. When they're good, I'm going to be humble. Yep. And, and, and let me tell you something. Uh, everybody says happiness is a choice. In fact, um, in our church, uh, you know, the Latter-day Saints, we receive um, blessings when we're teenagers called a patriarchal blessing. Um, and it's basically from an elder in the church, uh, somebody who's authorized to give blessings. And they pretty much, it's almost like a fortune teller. If you're not familiar with the process, they can basically sit down, put their hands on your head and tell you kind of what to expect, who you are, what your character is and what your life's going to look like in a nutshell. And they're very, very, very accurate. And one thing that my blessing says like over and over and over again is, um, in fact, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to read it for one of our episodes. I don't mind sharing it. Um, cause it's pretty powerful stuff. Um, it says happiness is a choice. It really is. Happiness is 100% a choice, but there's a caveat there. Um, how do you choose to be happy? That's a fairly like, complex thing, right? You look at happiness and right, I'm going to be happy. And it's like, there's no magic recipe. Yes, there is. The magic recipe to being happy is going back to what you just said, and it's being grateful. It's a lot easier to choose to be grateful than it is to choose to be happy, simply because choosing to be grateful is actually something, it's a state of mind that you can put yourself in by feeling things, because you can, I can go home and I can look at my beautiful wife and my healthy kids, and I can say, I'm grateful for this. Like, this is something that other people don't have. I realize that I'm very blessed. I'm grateful. Gratitude is a very, very powerful emotion. And it's a frequency that your body will start to um, emit. Yeah. And guys, we will get into the whole frequency and the law of attraction and, and that type of stuff in some future podcasts. But just know that as you start to feel that emotion, it's not just staying inside your body. When yeah. you, you're starting to resonate and you're basically starting to amplify that feeling out into the universe, and then all of a sudden you're on a different frequency and good things start happening to you. Gratitude is a very, very, very powerful, strong, good emotion. So if you're having a hard time finding the light in all of this, or you're having a hard time choosing to be happy, choose to be grateful and find dumb little things. Look at your smartphone, yeah. whatever your device you're listening to this, to, to this on. Look at it and be like, look, I have this. People in other parts of the world don't have access to something like this. I'm very blessed. I'm driving a car. I have this. I have. I ate breakfast this morning. If there are little things that you have to find right now, find those. I have a lot. I've got way too much to be grateful for. I literally can walk I, around. Can I tell you something that that I always preach and that I'm like practicing right now is enjoying life at every stage. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like two weeks ago, I was tuning up my Harley and. I was going for Harley rides and I was enjoying the hell out of that, right? Two weeks later, I'm selling my Harley to stash away cash so that I can make sure my family's okay, right? I could be totally pissed off and, and be like, yo, I had to sell a Harley. But dude, you know what I did? I went in my backyard and I had a bunch of cement pieces, these cylinder cement pieces that I've actually had in a stack to throw away. And instead, I made a fire pit in my backyard. Yeah. And for like the past, you know, week, we've had a fire in our in our yard every single night. We've done tinfoil dinners, and I'll tell you, man, dude, that stupid little thing being broken with no money yep. has created more memories in the past week than my Harley has for my family in the. 
three years oh, that I've owned sure. it. Yeah, you're you out there spending time with the family and doing stuff that, dude. You can enjoy every stage of life. If it's hard, sure. if it's terrible, if bad things are happening, dude, find those things. Find a fire pit, you know, per se, yep. to to bring those little moments of joy. So I, I, this is not my podcast, so I'm not going to say. No, I like you I'm being not here, dude. Say, you have great things to say. I'm not going to say the checklist, but can I tell you what I would suggest to everybody listening, especially if this is a pump up So podcast. checklist item. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. a checklist item. <laughs> um, now, I understand that there will be people that listen to this that don't believe in God, and that's okay because this is going to this is going to be for you too. My suggestion. I hate that band, by the way. The who? You too. Did you guys ever Sunday? No, don't start with me right now. Did you know that Apple just went ahead and put a U two album on all of our phones? Thank you. No, not thank you. I I don't really know even who they are. Literally the worst band ever. Anyway, sorry. Let's get back to God. Um, So this is something that I started doing. I think about three years ago, and it has affected me in every single aspect of my life: financially, emotionally, spiritually, my relationships with all my friends. Um, I mean, even with Dave and I, I think we've become really close over the last two years, three years. Um, but my thing is that I, I roll out of bed and I hit the I hit my knees and I don't I don't pray anymore for um, for help or anything. I never really ask anymore for anything. I think that the Lord knows what I want, and so I don't necessarily think. But uh, I I list off the things that I'm thankful for. I literally lay there or or kneel there. For 20 minutes, if I have to, and I list off things that I'm thankful for, and sometimes it's really stupid stuff. You know, like you talk about the iPhone. I'm like, dude, I'm just really grateful that I'm able to work on my phone, and and my daughters are in the other room playing, and I get to be here with them. Um, and the reason I say this is, is even if you don't believe in God, is to to kneel down and speak to yourself, and to hear yourself speak out loud and say the things that you are grateful for does so many things for you that that you can't even imagine there i mean there's there's so many positive affirmations that you could say about yourself but to hear yourself say i'm so grateful for my children i'm so grateful for my wife i'm so grateful for, for my friends for my financial situation to hear that out loud i think that changes every single day how you start your day I really do. So even if you don't believe in God, to be speaking out loud at the beginning of your day to say, I'm just really grateful for that car that I'm going to take to work. you're talking about something scientific here. You're not talking about some voodoo black magic. You're talking about... Um, you're creating uh, neurosynaptic. You're you're creating neurosynaptic pathways in your brain. When you say things out loud, you're actually creating pathways in your brain where your brain is talking to each other uh, you know, the left to the right side, and you're you're physically building your brain power by saying things out loud and feeling, uh, you know, certain emotions. Every memory that we have, every experience, every feeling that we've had, is based off of some sort of neurosynaptic, you know, connection that we basically created in our brain um, growing up. And so, it's re- this is really like just scratching the surface of this topic. But um, Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about the ability to rewire your brain. You can literally rewire the way that things work up there. So if you are scared of the dark, you can wiggle things around up there by by just mentally doing it and not be afraid of the dark anymore. It's dumb things like uh, brushing your teeth with your left hand instead of your right hand if you're right-handed. Little things like that. So I'm actually going to, so that checklist item is going to be get on your knees if you're religious or if you're not, even if you're not say out loud the things that you're grateful for. I do the same practice, but I do it. um, 
I do pray. Um, but another way that I do it is walking around throughout the day. I keep a lookout for things that I have that I'm grateful for. And I literally, I'll stop and I'll see something like this happened to me the other day. I saw something, I was over at my gym working out or something. And I, and I saw something stupid that I was grateful for. Um, not stupid, but it was something that may have been insignificant to somebody else, like my fire pit, you know? And I looked at it and kind of just like almost scoffed and laughed and like, man, like I'm really grateful for that. I literally looked up at the sky and just said, thank you. Like, anybody watching me would have thought like he's a crazy person. <laughs> um, but I felt great and it totally lifted my mood and it changed, it changes the, the, the course of my day. So I look for those opportunities. Um, even if you're saying thank you for the same things over and over every day, it, it doesn't if, really matter. If you right? only have a handful of things to be grateful for, be, be grateful for ex- them. extra grateful for them. And guess what that's going to do? Create that frequency. Those things are going to start to multiply. So something that you do that, well, you and I both do it that I've noticed. And, and, and I only say this because it actually, it, it shows me that when you do what we're talking about, it bleeds through. Um, Heavy D and I always, almost every time we go to an event, we go to something that is just crazy cool that we're doing. We always, in the middle of it, usually right in the middle of the event, we turn to each other and we say, can you believe that we actually get to do this? But you, we were riding four-wheelers up at 9,000 feet elevation the other day in the middle of powder snow, cruising along side by side, like the, the, a situation where no two guys should have been talking to each other. Like, <laughs> pull up next to each other and just look at each other and like, is this the best day ever? Like, are we, like, are we, how freaking lucky are we? And like, once you start real, like recognizing those little things, it doesn't have to be some grand moment riding four wheelers on top of a mountain. Maybe it's, you got home from work 10 minutes earlier because traffic was a little lighter, whatever it is, start finding, start making big deals out of little moments. All right. That is a really, really powerful thing for you to do. Um, so checklist item number one is going to be, you know, that gratitude practice. We've talked about that before. Um, and honestly, it should be a checklist item every single episode because, uh, I think it's one of the most powerful things that you can do in your life. Like outside of like not doing drugs and hurting yourself, (laughs) it's probably one of the most impactful things that you can do. Um, the second thing that I'm going to tell you to do is, uh, this is, this is, I didn't think I was going to get into this or I didn't think I was going to to make this an item tonight because it's a much, much bigger topic. But uh, since I already talked about the Dr. Joe Dispenza uh, thing and rewiring your brain, um, I'm going to challenge you to do one of two things. Either go to uh, Ed Milet's podcast. Um, He's done one or two with Dr. Joe Joe Dispenza. Find either one of those uh, episodes that he's done and listen to it. Or if you're feeling really froggy, I want you to go um, buy or download the audiobook um, or, the, or the paperback, whatever, of uh, You Are the Placebo by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Um, one of the most life-altering books that I've ever read. It is, it, it is absolutely, Marcus is trying to write it down over Yeah, there. I don't know how it's, to spell uh, placebo. Placebo is P-L-A-C-E-B-O. Uh, by Dr. Joe Dispenza, and that's uh, J-O-E-D-I-S-P-E-N-Z-A. What's a quick outline of the book? Uh, It's basically pretty much what the title is. You are the placebo, meaning, you know what placebo is, right? Um, So placebo, uh, it's a sugar pill. Basically, clinical trials all over the world, ever since the beginning of time, um, they'll give, I got two guys in front of me, right? You're sick, you're sick. Um, Same sickness. Same sickness, same exact same conditions, whatever. I got two pills in my hand. Bam, I'm going to give you one. I'm going to give you one. One of those pills is actual medicine. One of those pills is just a sugar pill, just basically nothing. It just looks like medicine. Bam, you're both going to take it. 
nine times out of 10, I don't know what the actual number is, but the majority of the time, both of you start feeling better because your body said, I got my medicine. I got what I needed. I'm good now. I'm good now. It's placebo. Yeah. It's, it's, it's um, your body will believe whatever you tell it to believe. And not only that, but it will act on that. It'll start to like chemically change things based off of that. So it talks all about the ability to um, see things in a different light and be able to believe them in a different way for yourself which allows you to basically change who you are and change the way that you respond to situations and change the way that things affect you and change. Um, I mean, dude, literally. So you are the placebo is, I can't remember if it became before or after his other book, which is rewire your brain. I'm not going to tell you to read, to read rewire your brain right now because it is heavy. Deep. It is heavy. It is, it is like, you know, lots and lots of pages of talking about neurosynaptic programming, whatever it is I was just talking about. You are the placebo is a little bit easier to digest. So um, I really strongly suggest maybe, like I said, if you're really kind of just barely getting into this, go to the podcast that he is, uh, that he was on with Ed Milet because it's a great abbreviation of kind of what we were talking about there. Very powerful stuff, guys. And it goes right along the lines of what we're talking about tonight. You, it literally you can tell your brain how you're going to respond to the situation and you and your brain and your body will then get on the same page and all of a sudden life can be good tomorrow. As early as tomorrow, guys, I'm telling you, it's, it's not, this is not like a three or six month program. This I, is something that I tomorrow. Feel good. Yeah. I'm, I'm financially in the worst spot I've been in a long time and I feel super confident and it's not going to be that way for a long time and I'm going to be happy the whole time I'm broke. But yeah, I feel good, man. Tough times good. create huge opportunities. Yeah. Uh, there's so many different ways that we can all benefit from this. If you have cash right now, look at some investments that are going to be low. I'm not going to tell you where to put your money, but uh, you know places like the stock market, this is super volatile right now. But if you take the time to learn about it, you could go make a ton of money. Warren Buffett said he's waited 89 years for his life, or 89 years uh, for this moment to happen. What that means is he's waited his whole life for a quick crash. The market's going to drop and it's going to go right back up. That means it's not going to be like this for long. Uh, I think President Trump just came out and said he's trying to get Americans back to work by Easter, April 12th or something like that. I think that's pretty realistic. Um, and I got to, you know, I never get political on the show, but I do admire um, the leadership of the country, the way they've handled this so far. Uh, I feel like they've gotten, they've jumped into action pretty quickly and they've gotten everybody on the same page pretty quickly and they're creating stimulus packages and all sorts of stuff that are um, helpful. So also if you're a small business owner or you've been affected by this, there's probably a government program out there for you that could help. Um, I know small business owners, there's, there's a small business uh, emergency relief fund that they're doing uh, loans with really small interest rates. And a lot of times historically those loans get wiped away. SBA disaster loan right now is the one that's, Yep, and the, uh, in the past, some of those loans have just been Grants. forgiven. Yeah. Mortgage companies are also offering uh, what they call a vacation from payments. Yeah, so they may give you a month, they may give you three months to take a break from paying. American your Express, all the, the credit card companies, everybody is in this together. Credit unions, cars. you got to realize everybody is in this together. So just yep. because you couldn't make whatever payment it was, um, call your bank or your financial institution and get creative with them. Just to say, hey, look, this is how this has affected me. Um, they're going to hear you out because they know you're not just being irresponsible. They know this is a, a worldwide pandemic. Guys, this is crazy. Like nothing like this has ever happened in our lifetime. The last even remotely close thing to this, um, I'm not even going to compare H1N1 because I no, don't think that it, was it, nothing. I think the most, the most recent 
uh, event was the Spanish flu back in 1918. Killed between 50 and 100 million people. Um, you want to know why? Is because they didn't have the technology that we have today to be able to, A, create you know cures and vaccines and stuff and treat it. But B, they also didn't have the technology to spread the word. Yeah. So what we're doing right now by social distancing um, is flattening the curve. What that means is the curve for the Spanish flu when it spiked, it just it went on forever. It went to, it went to the moon. It was wildfire. There was no way to stop it because you couldn't spread word fast enough. Now, in a matter of you know, 24, 48 hours, the whole country basically went on lockdown. Some cities and states you know, uh, mandating it by law, others making it voluntary. But you're seeing like Utah, Utah's at like 248 confirmed cases or something today. Um, had we not started doing the distancing thing, oh, we'd be, we would be thousands. Been, yeah, ten um, times that. And the same thing that happened to China. Um, you know, they didn't they didn't enforce it immediately, and their numbers went through the moon. Um, so, I just want you guys to know that with all the scary stuff that's happening in the world, especially our Utah listeners, you know, earthquakes and things like that, um, it's not the end of the world yet. <laughs> I do believe that uh, you know my religious feelings on that is. We're getting closer to the end of days than we've ever been. Um, you know, uh, these days weren't like not like we weren't warned. We knew these days were coming. Yeah. Wars and and pestilences and plagues and famines, earthquakes, earthquakes and and natural disasters. Like guys, do the math. It's happening. I'm not telling you to be afraid. In fact, quite the opposite. I had this conversation with my daughter Charlie the other night um, after the earthquake. She was real shook up. She was scared. She thought, because, uh, you know, that brought up conversations of, uh, you know, the end, of, the end of days and the second coming of Christ and things like that. And she was crying and, and called me one day at work. And she's like, hey, dad, like, I have a question. Um, should, like, I'm scared. What do I do? Does this mean that our family's not going to be together anymore? What, what do I do? What do I need to worry about? And it was a perfect opportunity for me to, A, um, reinforce some of our religious beliefs that we have, that families are together forever, and B, Times like these are amazing because it gives us an opportunity to shine. It gives us an opportunity to, uh, if we don't have our stuff in order, quickly get it in order. But more importantly, be prepared to help other people. Get out there and find those opportunities to like make an impact in your community and find people that need help and get everybody up and rolling, which is what I feel like we're doing right now with the podcast. We're finding uh, ways to give you guys little tidbits of information that are going to help you be prepared. Um, I don't even know if we can get into it tonight because I don't want to keep this too long, but um, just emergency preparedness stuff, guys. Uh, take us a real good hard look at your food storage, your water storage, um, anything that you feel like you would need and if all the stores were closed or um, if the government came out tomorrow and said, do not leave your house by order of law, you're not able to leave, um, what would you want to have there? And, and make that list. And don't let it be overwhelming, okay? Don't go do the Costco, buy millions of pallets of toilet paper thing because it's, that's just irrational. You're following a bunch of sheep and it's just, that it doesn't yeah. make any sense. Um, make a strategic plan. Uh, no matter what budget you're working with, just figure out moving forward, say, look, I don't want to, basically the best way to view this is I don't want to get caught red. I don't want to get caught empty-handed, all right? So if this happens again, when it happens again, um, I'm going to have... Uh, you know, X amount of food storage. I'm going to have X amount of water. Uh, and you don't have to go out and buy it all at once. If you have the economic means to do so, great, go do it. That's what I did. Uh, made more sense for me. And I did this years ago, actually. I went and bought all my food storage and put everything set of the sack. I didn't want to have to worry about it. Um, other people that I've talked to, I've encouraged them if they don't have. We were on a monthly grand, plan. 
you know, yeah. where they would send us food storage every that's, month that's and what it was I'm like telling. $75 a month. It is. That is the best thing you can possibly do. Get on some sort of plan program, go to Amazon, hit the subscribe button, get those products sent to you every single month. And in six to 12 months from now, when something else crazy happens, you're going to be damn grateful that you've got those supplies in your, you know, your garage or whatever. Um, and you didn't have to go drop a ton of cash on them. So don't freak out and think that you have to have everything today because that's just going to overwhelm you. Just make a plan to start getting things right away. Even if it's five, 10, 15, 20, $25 a month, whatever it is, uh, get that stuff rolling in and start making a plan. Um, and then also on the flip side of that, start conserving cash. Um, that was a real eye opener for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's no fun to spend all your cash and then all of a sudden have stuff. I always thought, in. hey, you know, like I'm investing in my business. It's going to pay tenfold. Well, who would have thought in two days that the business would no longer be there? It you will. Know? It'll, it'll, no, I mean, it'll, it'll, it'll come it'll back. It'll come back. I mean, everything's just, the best way to look at everything right now, guys, is everything's just on hold. It's just somebody, <laughs> God hit pause. And he's just basically, I don't even, I mean, in a lot of ways, hit reset. Yeah. Is it the whole, the whole world from the economic side to the health side, everything in between, this is a great eye opener for all of us to say, all right, wait, hold on, let's reevaluate our priorities and make sure that we, uh, we are doing what's best for us, uh, spiritually, physically, um, emotionally, all that kind of stuff. So guys, please use this as an opportunity to grow. Like if you're listening to this, you're the type of person that thrives in moments like this. You thrive in the chaos. You look forward to opportunities like this because you know that this is that last rep at the gym that's going to tear down the muscle and make it bigger than it ever was before. That's what we're all going through right now. So that's why I'm so, like, I'm literally, it's kind of a sick way to put this, but I am just thrilled with what's happening because it is such a, a killer opportunity to become way better. Because had this not happened, Guess who wouldn't have their food storage bulked up? Guess who wouldn't have, you know, learned some of these financial lessons? Guess whose podcast wouldn't be getting all the attention and love that it's getting now? Like so many good things are coming from this, guys. Please, please, please find ways to recognize, focus on, and be grateful for those items. And I promise you, your life will become much better. So I guess um, the final podcast item or the final uh, checklist item did you have one? Uh, mine, I guess if I had one that I'd like to share would just be find your fire pit. Yeah. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter how much money you have or, or what uh, your situation is. Find something that makes you happy, whether you buy a $15 fishing pole and go up to the lake and fish, you know, find something that makes you happy and that, you know, isn't work, but yep. something that uh, makes you happy outside of work. And it is more like a recreational therapeutic type thing. And even better if it enriches the lives of people around you, like your family, like the fire pit has been yeah. great for our family, like your kids, uh, you know, some of the best money we ever spent at my fat, my house was a Barbie fishing pole for Charlie. I'm not a great fisherman. I don't have the patience for it, but we bought it a few years ago. And some of the best times we've had as a family and some of the greatest pictures we even have, just from us up fishing with a little Barbie fishing pole. Jax so. loves riding motocross, man. But when I bought him that dollar twenty five lighter and showed him how to use a lighter yeah. and to light a fire, <laughs> that is all he's wanted to do all week long. It's so crazy, man. It's the simple little things that we sometimes uh, take for granted and overlook. So um, we love you guys. We really do. And just know that um, this too shall pass. I promise you, this is, uh, this is going to be over before you even know it. Um, and things will be good again. And then I also want you to know that after that things could get bad again and then they'll get good again because that is 
the circle of life. That's the way things go. That's the way it's always been, the way it's always going to be. So um, I promise you that you will have much more happiness, much more success, much more prosperity. Uh, your relationships will be better. Your relationship with God will be better. Your relationship with yourself will be better. If you just find ways to be grateful for you know what we have now um, and just look for the light in the dark situations. Um, that's kind of a generic statement, but I think you know what I mean. So with that said, uh, we appreciate you guys very much and hang in there.